I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. He's got the ball. Jared Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. This is our 50th episode of the podcast for our Round 9 preview. Was going to be joined by Natty. He's uh, He's got himself a bit wrapped up with the new baby, so I'm going solo again today. Uh, we're going to kick off with our Thursday night clash between the North Queensland Cowboys and the Sydney Roosters. Round 9 of the NRL kicks off on Thursday night with the North Queensland Cowboys taking on the Sydney Roosters up in North Queensland. Uh, looks to me to be a Roosters by how many job. Had a few changes to the Chooks. Um, obviously, Boyd Corn has been rested after his HIA last week. Um, I think they're on the precautionary side there. So Orbison comes in. It's going to be interesting to see what they do there. Um, Angus Crichton has been playing on the right edge. I wouldn't be shocked to see him move to the left edge and Orbison play on the right. Another option could be that Nat Butcher plays on the left and Orbo plays in the middle and Angus remains on the right. Interesting to see what they do there. Uh, Obviously, the combination with Angus on the right-hand side has been absolutely humming lately, especially his connection with James Tedesco on the right-hand side. Speaking of Teddy... If you don't have him and you can find a way to bring him in, I highly advise you do it this week. Uh, could quite easily be a case of the who had Teddy and who didn't this week. He could do anything against the Cowboys. We saw last week him score 108. He was impressive, but he wasn't. It wasn't an outstanding game, and he still went 100 plus last week. So if you can get your hands on James Tedesco this week, I highly advise you do it because as a guy that can't get a hold of him, I'm absolutely shitting myself because he could do absolutely anything. Uh, another guy that comes in, Ryan Hall, um, bit of a base stat monster there, you know, he's averaging 35-odd base stats or something along those lines. Interesting to see where he lines up. Obviously, uh, the word going around is that Bretton Morris could play 
left wing um, to link up with his brother. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, Ryan Hall, you know, he comes with the base stats. I would back him in to score a try in this game. So if you can get him in, not a bad little option. As for the Cowboys, the hammer, he moves to fullback. Uh, really exciting for super coaches with Val Holmes moving to the wing. Um, I think it's a bit strange the amount of money they're paying Val Holmes to have him on a wing, but you'd have to think he's just recovering from that injury. But in saying that, I think he's probably the best winger in the game. When he's playing on the wing, he's incredible. So I don't hate the option. Uh, Lumelli, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it. He's playing in the centers. Another little cheapie there for us. Other than that, I think it's uh, all pretty straightforward. I like um, Lachlan Lamb coming off the bench for the Chooks. He's wearing 14 this week. Obviously, the son of the great Adrian Lamb. A really handy little footballer. Good to see him getting another opportunity. Let's move to the Friday night games. Friday night kicks off at 6 o'clock with the Gold Coast Titans taking on the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, plenty of changes to both sides here. Obviously, the Warriors welcome back Roger Tuivasa-Shek. I'm loving RTS as a little pot option here for Supercoach. I think he's going to go really well this week against the Titans. Uh, had a really decent score against Melbourne, all things considered, a few weeks ago when he got suspended. Uh, I think he scored 50-odd or something like that. And, you know, they lost 50-6. to six And he, um, he had a few opportunities that if others would have done their job, he would have got a few more points off. So really liking Roger at the moment, even if it's just a one-week dash. Um, there'll be plenty of people going up to Teddy and, um, you know, all, all sorts of... There's a plethora of fullback options there, so I don't mind Roger this week against the Gold Coast Titans. Um, Chanel Harris-Tavita comes in at six, replacing Nick Arima. Really likes CHT. If he's sitting on any waiver wires, jump over there and grab him. He's a really handy little footballer. Scores well in Supercoach as well. Um, now, Carl Lawton plays 13 here, Tohu Harris on the edge. Um, now, obviously, they've changed this just about every week. Tohu Harris ends up playing in the middle. I think the big change up this week is the man in the 17, Jazz Tavunga. Um, really, really talented footballer, and I think he could really screw up a lot of things here for super coaches. He could really be the end of uh, Tohu Harris's brilliant wrong run. I think um, Jazz will probably spend some time at lock, and I think if anyone's going to take Egan off, it will be Carl Lawton. So it's probably really worth watching the Warriors this week and how it all works. Hopefully they have no injuries so we can see what Todd Payton actually wants to do with that side. It's a bit hard to tell at the moment, but uh, Jazz Tavaga, he's back now. He's an absolute workhorse. He epitomizes what the Warriors are, and you know he's, he's going to come in and do a good job. I expect him to be wearing the 13 jersey within a few weeks. Uh, he's not one to fuck spiders. He'll be he'll, he'll be putting his head where I wouldn't put my foot in a matter of time. So keep an eye on Jazz and how it affects his side. As for the Titans, um, interesting centre pairing this week. Uh, Bo Former, I haven't seen much of him. Um, I don't really have much to say about him. I haven't seen him play much, so I can't really say much. But Bryce Cartwright at centre. Jeez, if I was Rogers Tuivasa-Shek, I'd be going at him all day, Bryce Cartwright. Um, young Spry makes his debut on the wing. He's... Yeah, I've heard some really... I haven't seen much of him, but I've heard some really good things about him. A few comparisons to Greg Inglis, which is seemingly happening more and more, but I guess he's worth a watch there. Uh, Fodder Waker, I'm absolutely loving the last few weeks. He is just... He's one of the premier front rowers in the comp. He's just unlucky with the team he's in. The other front rowers really impressed me, especially Supercoach-wise. If you're looking for a front row forward, he's sitting on your free agent list. Uh, Jermaine Jolliffe, really good little... Uh, front rower and he's getting good points he's sort of a points per minute play if not more good one to get Sam Stone he's played there before if he's on your waiver wire I think you can probably do better as a second row forward but if you're in a deep deep league I guess you could do worse than him uh, Tana Boyd's one to watch he's on the bench for them I think he'll be the halfback in a few weeks time he's got a brilliant running game and he he's really suited to these new rules I think you'll see Tana Boyd have a big impact on the Titans season very soon
I think the return of Roger Tuivasa, Sheck and Jazz Tavunga will get the job done here for the Warriors. I'm going to say the Warriors by 14 points against the Gold Coast Titans. The late game on Friday nights between the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the West Tigers. I'll start with the Tigers' first couple of changes. Obviously, Leilua, after his little brain explosion last week, he's out. Michael Cheekham comes in at right centre. Um, for me, that brings Knopf down a little bit. I don't think he'll be as strong. Um, I think that Josh Reynolds was perfect for... Um, Leilua. I think with him gone now, it wouldn't shock me at all to see a change and see Benji Marshall come in. I think there's been whispers around of it happening, and I think Moses and Bai uh, might have dropped the ball last night in his interview. So I'm expecting to see uh, Benji Marshall come in at 5'8", which that helps Knopf's game with his longer ball and his more expansive attacking style, but I'm not huge on Knopf with Cheekham inside him, to be honest with you. Um, Tommy Talao's out on the left wing. I really like this kid. He looks strong. Seems to have locked down that spot for himself. Uh, Matty Eisenhurst playing 13. Until Twal comes back, he's going to be an absolute star. You can lock him in for 60-plus each week. If you've got Matty Eisenhuth, I'd be probably looking to trade up on him. Uh, he's not going to be a long-term option. If you can bait someone in your comp to trade you for Matty Eisenhuth, I would, because he's going to eventually be another bench forward once Twal returns, and he's going to be a headache for you. Take advantage of his high scores while you can. Over to the Bunnies. Uh, seem to be the same side as last week for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Jaden Sewer, I'm really liking playing some fantastic footy. Cam Murray last week really came to life, starting to see more of that attacking footy that we love from him. On the bench, two blokes I'm really liking. Harm Sele is playing really good footy, and Mago, two footballers that I'm really enjoying watching. They're really going about their business well. And this spine, I think they're starting to come together. Cook, Reynolds, Walker, Latrell Mitchell. I thought uh, in Adam Reynolds' kicking game was a little bit patchy, but there was a few attacking plays there. He just had the ball on a string. They're a different team with Cody Walker in this side. And I think if... Wayne Bennett is serious about winning a comp this year. They've got to do a real number on the West Tigers this week. I'm going to take South Sydney by six points. It's got the heart. Yes! It's got the leg. I think yes! it's there. Yes, it's there. He has kicked the field goal. The 3 p.m. game on Saturday is the Cronulla Sharks up against the Penrith Panthers. Penrith, they seem to be unnamed after last week. Um, Cleary and Luai putting on an absolute special. I've got a feeling they might be in for a big game here. Big uh, big Billy Kickow only had a handful of runs the other day. I expect him to be more involved this week, put on a real score. The uh, thing that stands out for me with Penrith, the most interesting factor, um, Tyrone May in the 14 jersey. Um, I'm a little bit surprised that Matty Burton's not in this side and he's not even in the extended squad now. So uh, we all know that Cleary's had huge tickets on Tyrone May for a long time, but... Jeez, I feel like Matty Burton's been hard done by here. I, if, if I was another club that was short on halves, I'd be sniffing around for him because he has got a big future in our game. Um, over to the Sharkies, obviously my boy Matty Moylan's injured to Josh Dugan, comes into fullback. Interesting decision there. I uh, I probably would have gone for Will Kennedy myself. Interesting, he's still in the extended bench, so maybe wait for a late change there. Um, Bryson Goodwood shifts to centre. Uh, more Mulatalo comes in on the left wing, I assume. Uh, Mulatalo's a handy little football. He doesn't have many base stats in him, but if you think that over the next few weeks, Sharkies are going to start to put it together, I, I really don't like him with Dugan playing fullback, but he's an option there. Um, other than that, the one got the one change I'd be watching out for in this Cronulla game, I wouldn't be shocked to see Jack Williams lose his 13 spot. I think he's just making too many errors at the moment. I think that there's too many really top-shelf 
forwards on that bench. They're going to have to make a change soon. Obviously, Hamlin Ueli will come in the front row and uh, Andrew Fafita will start off the bench. They've done that the last few weeks. Seems to be pretty consistent. But I'll be keeping an eye on a Toby Rudolph or a Sifatalakai to maybe start at 13 over the next few weeks. I think there could be changes there soon. Uh, obviously, you guys like Sifatalakai and Royce Hunt, they're available at centre wing in Supercoach. So really keep an eye on them. If you see any late changes, you need to be quick there and you need to get on it. So put it in your diary at 2pm Saturday Arvo to have a look at this game to see any late changes because I wouldn't be shocked if Jack Williams drops out of that drops back to the bench at some point because I don't think he's really doing the job that Johnny Morris wants him at the moment. Um, I'm going to take Penrith in this game. I think it's going to be a decent win for Penrith. I'm going to go Penrith by 18. 5.30 kicks off our next game between the Brisbane Broncos and the Canterbury Bulldogs. I said last week in my preview that if Brisbane somehow managed to lose that game against the Warriors, it was going to be a new club low and they got absolutely dusted. The scoreboard it didn't justify how poor the Broncos were, in my opinion. They scored a try off a lucky bounce. They took another intercept. They were bloody awful against a team, the Warriors. They had every reason and every excuse to get slapped the other night, and they put in a top-shelf performance. Blake Green, he just gave it to them. What what Blake did... What... What Blake Green did to the Broncos the other night pointed out what the Broncos are missing. If Blake Green was on the other side of the fence, the Broncos win that game easily, in my opinion. Um, he's Anthony Seabold. He hasn't really made many changes this week. Uh, Tessie New holds onto his fullback spot. Uh, Farmworth in the centres. I really, I really like the footy he's playing, especially in Supercoach. A lot of base stats there. Really good little pickup if he's on your waiver wise. Xavier Coates will be another target this week. Uh, Milf and Brody Croft hold their spots. One change. Savita Pango Jr. moves up into the front row. I'm not sure about this one. I think I would have kept him out on an edge, but I think you've just got to simplify to beat a Pango Jr.'s game and just get him going forward, which I understand why Seabold's done this. Uh, what I don't understand is moving Corio to the second row again. This doesn't make sense to me. I, I, he's a first-class winger. You've backed him in for years. Just keep him on the wing. I don't understand this move to second row. You've got so many talented second rowers there. It blows me away. Tommy Dearden's still on the bench. I, I can't believe he's not in the starting side yet. If they lose to Canterbury, I think he has to come in this week. Personally, I would go with Tommy Dearden at seven and Brody Croft at six. I wouldn't have Milford in my side at the moment. We'll see how it unfolds this week. You've got uh, Katoni Staggs on the extender bench along with Matty Lodge. If either of those two are available, they'll be straight into this side. So you need to watch out for late changes there. Um, if it stays the way it is right now and Tavita Pango Jr. is in the front row, really good for Haas and his minutes. I'll expect big minutes there for the Canterbury Bulldogs. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So we, they had a massive injury loss last week. Adam Elliott, uh, we talk about the amount of fantastic 13s running around in rugby league now. Adam Elliott was playing the best footy he's ever played before. He was playing some great footy at Canterbury. He's sort of flown under the radar a little bit. Losing him for the season is a massive, massive loss for Canterbury. Um, fortunately for them, they get to bring in Luke Thompson this week to play 13. But if you're an Adam Elliott owner, you'd be filthy because he's had an absolute cracking start to this season. Uh, Luke Thompson, I think this helps his cause with Adam Elliott out. He tends to play a lot of minutes in that Bulldogs 
uh, in, in that Bulldogs pack. If you've got Luke Thompson, I think his value just went up. This could push him to a 60-point player, in my opinion. Could be anything. Might not happen this weekend, but I think eventually he'll push into the 60-point average sort of range somewhere between 55 and 60. I think this injury definitely helps his cause, without a doubt. Uh, the halfback I was really impressed with last week, Brandon Wakeham, he's a guy I've liked for a long time, and I think he should be the seven. And I think his game last week, some of those pills he was throwing, the confidence he, the confidence he's got, he's a really talented footballer. Uh, Kerrit Holland hangs onto his 14 jersey. I don't understand how or why. I'm not sure what value he adds to this side, but... Dean Pay has his favourites. I'd much rather see uh, Jack Cogger jump in there. I think he's been really good when he's played. Even Lachlan Lewis, I really love Lachlan Lewis. He's a goer. You could throw him in the pack and he just he, he would put his head where you don't want to put your foot, Lachlan Lewis. I don't understand holding on to Carrot Holland there. It's all a bit strange to me. Um, I'm going to go with Brisbane. I've been burnt six weeks in a row by them. I'm going to go with Brisbane this week, though. They've simply just got too much talent across the park here. But, jeez, the way the doggies play, I'm not confident with that bet. I won't be going near this game in the old sports bet account. I'm going to go Brisbane by four points. Saturday, 7.35, the Canberra Raiders take on the Melbourne Storm. Really looking forward to this match of the round here. Obviously, the Canberra Raiders, they've got an incredible record against the Storm. I think they've won their last three or four in a row, which not many teams do. Uh, It's down in Canberra, which helps their cause a million there. Uh, They're missing a few players this week, though. Obviously, they've lost a heap of middles over the last two or three weeks. So, uh, Dunamis Louie comes back in. Hudson Young out on the right edge. I've really liked what he's doing. Joey Tapanay in the 13. Uh, Young Kyle O'Donnell. Sorry, Kai O'Donnell, he gets to come off the bench. I've heard some really good things about Kai O'Donnell. He's normally a back rower, but obviously I think he's going to have to play as a middle in this game. If you've got uh, Ryan Sutton sitting on your waiver wire or your free agent list, I think he's a really good pickup. I think he's going to play some decent minutes this week. A uh, real workhorse in that side. Um, obviously on their extended bench, they've got Curtis Scott there. I said a few weeks ago, defensively, he just isn't up to scratch and hasn't been all year. Ricky Stewart's had to make a hard call there, and I think he's made the right decision. Another guy to watch in this team, Elliot Whitehead, Absolutely on fire in in just career high footy form at the moment. I think he's made six or seven line breaks. There's not another forward anywhere near him on that list. He's been absolutely killing it. Uh, George Williams last time against Melbourne absolutely put a clinic on them. Interesting to see him back up against them. Uh, For the Melbourne Storm, Pappenhausen, he's starting to find some form again. Would have got a lot of confidence out of last week, but the Raiders are a really strong defensive side, or they have been historically, so I wouldn't be expecting much out of Pappenhausen this week. I think it'll be a quiet week for him. Uh, Justin Olam and Paul Momorowski are the centers. I think Olam defensively has been another one that's really struggled lately. Momorowski, he's scored a few tries, but he hasn't had to do much for them. And there's been a few crucial errors and a few missed tackles that I've been a little bit disappointed by. You'll notice on the extended bench, Branko Lee returns. I think you'll see him come in somewhere. And if he comes in at left center... That could be absolutely anything. If he manages to hold that left spent, that left center role once Munster returns, Franco Lee is going to be a star in the center wings this year. Long way to go. We'll see what happens there, though. Speaking of Cameron Munster, he was expected to miss five to six weeks or whatever. He's also named on the extended bench. I can't see him playing. I wouldn't be risking a guy like this this early in the season with an injury like that. We'll see what happens, though. You need to watch team lists on that one because Branko Lee could come in for either of those centers. And if Munster's ready to play, I don't think they're going to say no to him. See what happens there. Obviously, last week they moved Cameron Smith to halfback, something I've been calling for for a long time. Um, they, they won their game. I wouldn't say it was overly successful, but I think it could be the, the, the way that the Melbourne Storm are going to look moving forward over the next 18 months. So I wouldn't be shocked to see that happen again. If it does, Brandon Smith playing 80 minutes at hooker, he is just an absolute freak. 
if he comes in and he plays hooker, I'm all over him for an anytime try scorer there, and you need to keep an eye on him. The only other change to Melbourne, which I didn't mention already, uh, Vunavalu is obviously out, so Marion Seve comes in on the right wing. Um, really handy footballer, but once again against Canberra, I wouldn't be chasing him on your free agent list. Uh, I mean, it's only a one-week buy, and he's coming up against a really good defensive side, so I'd probably steer clear of him, but if you're desperate for a centre wing, you could do worse than having a Melbourne centre wing, couldn't you? Um, I'm going to take the Melbourne Storm in a really close game here. I think Melbourne by two, they end this hoodoo against the Canberra I think they've lost a lot of guys through the middle. They're going to ask a lot of Josh Papali on Saturday night, and I think Melbourne are going to target him and just tire him out as much as they possibly can. I like Melbourne in this game. Four o'clock Sunday afternoon, the Newcastle Knights take on the Parramatta Eels, the red-hot Parramatta Eels. They're flying at the moment. Uh, for Newcastle, a couple of changes. Uh, Tex Hoy went in during that game to play on the left wing, um, replacing Edric Lee. Holds on to that spot. Um, I don't think Tex is a winger, and I think he's... I think you've got to have him in this team somewhere, and if this is the best way to do it, then so be it. Uh, this probably helps the game of Kurt Mann. He gets to hold on to his 5'8 jersey. I think one to watch out for in the Newcastle lineup is jersey number 21, Connor Watson. If he comes in, this means a lot of changes in this side, and he adds a lot of spark to them. Um, if Connor Watson comes in, you need to keep an eye on that. I don't mind him for a little try somewhere. Uh, he's just such a live wire when he gets on the field, and the way that Newcastle play, he could really take advantage of it. I really like the uh, the Newcastle pack at the moment, super coach wise Clemmer, Saifidi, Fitzy, Guerra, SASA. When you look at that bench, outside of Jacob's, outside of Jacob Saifidi, there's not a heap of minutes there. Brody Jones and Pasami Solo. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it, sorry. But um, I, I really like them. I think SASA plays a lot of minutes. Guerra and Fitzgibbon. Fitzgibbon has the huge upside of playing on that left edge where Ponga and Bradman Best are. There's just points galore there. It's been a bit quiet lately, but I think you'll start to see it again over the next few weeks. Don't overreact to a quiet few weeks. Uh, Parramatta, obviously, they're extremely good defensively, so it might not come this week, but I think that Ponga and Bradman Best are not far away from finding that top form again. Andrew McCulloch, the hooker, I had him in my top five this week. Incredibly good little footballer. Interesting to see what happens with him now if Connor Watson does return. Does Watson come on and play a sort of a lock role? or does Andrew McCulloch come up and have a breather? We'll have to wait and see. If you are an Andrew McCulloch owner and you can trade up for him this week, I would strongly consider it because you're not quite sure how this is going to look. Uh, for the Parramatta Eels, they pick their same team as last week. Jarfield really impressed me. Um, you know, he did what he had to do. He's always going to be that sort of touch footballer, excitement player that's going to be really effective for three or four weeks. And I think he'll be really effective again this week. Um, Junior Paulo. If he isn't one of the form front rowers in rugby league, I'll give it away. He's been amazing. I think he scored 90-odd points in Supercoach last week. Just a huge performance. Sean Lane and Ryan Madison go about their normal business. They're both, you know, 55, 60-plus players each week doing a fantastic job. Nathan Brown comes back in, a massive in for them. I think Nathan Brown is probably their most important forward in this side. He, he He's the dog. He'll fight for every bone, every metre, every tackle. I love what Nathan Brown brings to this side. I'm going to go Parramatta by eight points against the Newcastle Knights. The late game on Sunday night is the St. George Illawarra Dragons up against the Manly Seagulls. I'll start with the Dragons. Uh, Jordan Pierre comes back in, a winger that I really like, and I really like him outside their halfback, Adam Clune. He's got a really special right-to-left pass. I love Pierre to score a meat pie in this game. I'll, I'll always have a 
bit of money on Pierre whenever Adam Clune's the halfback because that ball it is just too good. Bit of whisper around Zachy Lomax this week that he could be out and replaced by Tim Lafayette, so you need to keep an eye on team list there. Um, I love, I finally love something that Mary's done with this team list. He's moved Hunt to nine and Cam McInnes to 13. This is the best way going forward for the Dragons. All you have to do is turn on a TV at any point over the weekend and watch any other game of footy. You need excitement machines at nine. You need guys that play eyes up footy. Ben Hunt is exactly that. Cam McInnes is a great footballer, but rugby league has moved past him as a hooker. Having him at 13, make your tackles, take your hit up, use all your determination in the world. It's fantastic for the Dragons. Trent Merrin returns to the bench. He's paired by Josh Kerr. Tyrell Fuimayano and Jackson Ford. Jackson Ford's a guy that I really like. I think in the future he's going to be a star for the Dragons. Obviously, Tariq Sims returns this week, so that pushes Fuimayano back to the bench. Uh, for Manly, they're obviously still missing their superstar, Tommy Turbo. Um, Ruben Garrick moves to fullback. I haven't been overly impressed with him playing at fullback. I think he's missed his mark a few times, but he's still scoring well in Supercoach. So if he happens to put on a good game, he could be anything in Supercoach. Really talented little footballer. Uh, Moses Suley returned last week. I really like Suley. Really strong base player. I'm going to tip him for a try this week. I think he's a really good little footballer. Uh, the interesting one here, Lachlan Croker, still named at six. For me, Cade Cust should be the 5'8 every day of the week. I love Cust, and I've been shocked he wasn't in first grade at all this year, and I was even more shocked when Dylan Walker got injured and Cade Cust didn't come in. I think you saw last week the impact Cade Cust can have, and I think eventually that jersey will be his. So if he's sitting on your free agent or your waiver-wise, I would definitely go and find yourself Cade Cust because he could be an absolute star until Dylan Walker returns at six. And it wouldn't shock me if you see Dylan Walker move out to the centres and Cade Cust hold on to that jersey. The other major loss, of course, Adam Fanua Blake suspended for two weeks. Leaves a huge hole in their team. Marty Tapao will pick up the scraps here and play big minutes, and I'm tipping he will have a huge super coach score. He could be a good little pod for you this week if you want to bring in Marty Tapao, if you have the luxury of the rest of your team not being a complete and utter shit fight like mine. Um, the other man that comes in there, Taniela Pasaka, is like a small... Uh, unit block this fella. He is a big, big bit of gear. Um, if he's sitting on your free agent wire list, I would definitely go and grab him if you need a front row forward. You could do heaps worse than him. Um, I'm going to say Manly win this game by 10 points. I just I can't tip the Dragons, and I don't think Manly are as bad as what everyone's saying at the moment. I think if Cade Cuss comes in and plays six, he will absolutely star, and I'll say he goes 55-plus for the Seagulls this week. Thanks again for tuning in to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Stay tuned over the next week. We'll have a few more podcasts dropping. Obviously, our top five players from round nine at the end of the round, and then we'll have our preview for round 10 with hopefully Natty returning. And we'll also have another podcast dropping with former Roosters and Parramatta Eels CEO Bernie Gurr. Really interesting stories. He's a guy that's had uh, his, his fingerprints all over Rugby League for the last 55-odd years as a player and a CEO, and especially a CEO in some of the big bits. Obviously, he was the CEO for the Roosters between 1993 to 2004. So the years when Brad Fittler arrived, that real Phil Gould and Ricky Stewart era, really interesting chats. You know, people forget the early 90s, the Roosters, they were a bit of a laughing stock, and the arrival of Fittler, it just turned them into an absolute powerhouse. Really interesting chat. Obviously, Bernie Gurr was also the CEO of the Parramatta Eels, I think from 2017 to 2019. So that rebuild of the Parramatta Eels after some pretty dark days, Bernie Gurr had his fingerprints 
brains all over that. So a really good chat. He also played a handful of games himself in the uh, in the seventies or eighties and was coached by two immortals in four games. So he had a, some really good experiences there. Played with some of the absolute greats. Uh, in that early Roosters era in the 70s, 80s. Uh, a really good chat, and I know you're going to love it. Thanks for tuning in again. Remember to subscribe and share to all your mates. Remember to keep kicking the corners and always play smart footy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.